0: This is Rumble, this is Michael Moore, and we're, we're coming up here with him. We're just a couple days from the uh, Michigan primary, the Washington State primary, North Dakota, Idaho, Mississippi, right? And uh, unfortunately, there's no one-on-one debate between uh, Biden and Sanders before this Tuesday's primary. So, so we don't get to see what we really need to see. So today, I thought I would have one of our um, long-time friends and fighters uh, with us here. Uh, You have uh, seen her on television for many years. Uh, She uh, was the host of a show on MSNBC for some time period, and uh, now uh, she is the co-anchor of the morning news show on The Hill, on thehill.com. and her name, as you now are probably already know, is Crystal Ball. And Crystal, thank you so much for being here on my podcast today.
1: It is truly my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me.
0: It's um, uh, Let's just get right into it, because for the last week, I mean, people have been filled with despair. Yeah. Um, I mean, when I say people, I mean, I, I'm trying to think of you know even no no i mean just about everybody <laughs> elizabeth warren people are filled with despair uh people were for mayor pete i know some very excited people despair um uh people who care about the country people who are worried that trump's going to get another four years um but uh there was a shift that took place um last weekend south carolina
1: yeah
0: uh came out very strong for uh, joe biden and and then that helped him sweep the south on super tuesday and weirdly enough, Massachusetts and Minnesota, um,
1: and Maine, but,
0: and, and and half of Maine, I think. Uh, how you know how they go up? Very there. close. Yeah. Yes. It's uh, they get to get they get to split by their two congressional districts of the electoral college, but but all those southern states. These are all states that Trump is going to win, and these are states that. Um, uh, none of the Democratic candidates will ever visit again.
1: <laughs> I don't know if
0: they know that or not. I mean, I think they, they they had a they had a big big part a big hand in shifting this to over to helping Joe Biden. But as I said on my podcast a couple of days ago, when they finally finally uh, announced the California results, uh, even though the AP has already called it for Bernie, uh, the number of delegates uh, there is going to put they're going Biden and Bernie as we go into Tuesday are going to be neck and neck. Right. So my big concern, and I've said this before, I mean, I've known Joe Biden for, I I don't know him personally, but I've been with him and met him on a number of occasions. Very nice guy. Very nice to me. Very uh, big fan of my movies and uh, all that. But um, I think he
1: needs to watch him again, maybe. Uh, (laughs) maybe you should watch (laughs) sicko again
0: (laughs) well you know when he ran in 2008 one of the many times that he's run for president um he said he's on camera saying that he supports a single-payer system but he's all over the map throughout his whole career it's really hard to get a handle on him he's for women's rights but he votes with the uh anti-abortion people on the Hyde Amendment, and making it so that the poor women could not get abortions through Medicaid in the states, and it's you know he's, he's just um, it's I'm so concerned mainly because our our let's be honest, our main concern is that Trump doesn't get another four years. That's job one, and I know I've I've been a little I've been asking my listeners to also add a second job, which is let's not just get rid of Trump, but let's get rid of the system that gave us Trump. Let's get rid of that. Whether it's whether it's the economic system we have that allows for a few rich people and everybody else right. is, is there for the uh, to fight for what's left, and um, in a political system, uh, this is such a whacked way that we uh, pick our president and and all the other the money that's in politics, et cetera, et cetera. It's just all messed up. We need to change this, but this thing could get decided in the next week or two.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: The week after Michigan is Florida, Illinois, Ohio. I mean, this is well here we are.
1: And that's the thing because if, if you look at the delegate math, you're absolutely right. Once California's all in, they'll be pretty close in delegate counts. It'll be more or less a tie in terms of delegate counts. But now that you just have two people in the race, the math is such that number one, you can't get blown out anywhere and hope to come back, especially in a big state like Florida, where, you know, let's be honest, Florida, the demographics are very challenging for Bernie Sanders, some of the most challenging in the nation because it's an older state. Older people have tended to be more skeptical of Bernie Sanders' message. And because the type of Latino population that is there, more conservative, it hasn't been a strong suit for Bernie Sanders either. So that is looming. Now, to your point, the good news is, before we get to Florida, Bernie and Joe are going to have to have that one-on-one head-to-head debate where Joe cannot hide.
0: Right, but that's next Sunday.
1: That's next Sunday. That's First, we before, got Michigan.
0: Yeah, so so people aren't going to. Joe Biden has never had to stand on the stage for two hours and and talk with you know one person. Not recently. But, no, not for quite some time. And I, you know, I mean, people have been listening to me. They they hear me dancing around the because I'm I'm trying to be kind because when people get to a certain age or when people if they have a certain uh, um you know physical drawback or whatever i i don't like focusing on those things i don't i don't think it's fair and all this but at at the same time trump is going to crush him this is i mean i I just and it's and and people are going to regret that they jumped so early here it's not really early it means he's been running for a year but he's kept off tv even rachel the other night Is like begging him to come on because he will not appear even on msnbc who had been pushing him this whole time they they he he won't go on rachel i mean maybe maybe that'll change this week but um there's a reason he won't go on rachel or every other show right just look at when he was on the sunday shows last weekend that was that was stunning because oh my god here we go and then of course you know he doesn't know who he's talking to he calls chris wallace chuck um he he the week before that he said that he was running for the senate not the presidency right um couldn't I,
1: remember
0: couldn't remember the, the word digger.
1: god has had trouble remembering president obama's name gets his wife and his sister mixed up i mean to your point like it's uncomfortable <sighs> to talk about i know but, but the stakes are so, high, so high and, and now th- we're putting all our eggs in this basket
0: without a debate right michigan and the state of washington and the others you're you're voting without seeing how what his mental faculties are i mean i think you've kind of already seen we've all we've all seen it right we all have had our loving grandparents get to an age um or if you're younger maybe you're, it's your your great grandparent maybe it's your parents maybe and i want elderly people to have all the rights and the abilities and privileges and you know the last thing they want to do is give up their driver's license and and i'm in favor of them keeping that driver's license as long as they can because you're a prisoner in your house once you can't move around right so i hesitate on all this but i mean how do you what do you say to people with this because i don't like i don't want to use it as a a a political point you know because people come back at me and say well you know bernie sanders had a heart attack and i go yeah and he's asked about it in practically every debate right but joe biden is not asked about what is obvious and evident to everybody watching at home right and They're probably afraid to ask for the same reasons I don't want to ask. Not that I'm afraid. I just, I'm trying to be a good person.
1: Right, right. And look, I think it would be hard for the campaign to raise it directly because of that. So I think it is incumbent on people like us or people, whether they're, you know, with Bernie or not, to raise this concern as an issue because the stakes are so high, not only to get Trump out of office but I agree with you I mean that's just the beginning the real Concern for me, even beyond Trump, is what happens if you don't address those underlying factors that brought us Donald Trump in the first place. I think people have a lack of imagination to think that it couldn't be worse than Trump. It could absolutely be worse than Trump. I see some of them, you know, coming up in the Senate right now, or coming up in states around oh, yeah, the they're, country they're right all now.
0: auditioning during the impeachment hearings. You um, saw that, absolutely,
1: yeah. absolutely. Bat
0: Matt Gates, crazy. Matt
1: Gates wearing his, you know, mask making light of coronavirus on the floor yeah. than a resident in his own district yeah. does. I mean, these yeah. people are, but they're ideological and some of them are competent. I mean, our biggest lucky break with Trump is his sheer complete incompetence. So right. it could be so much worse than Trump if we don't deal with those underlying factors. I have zero confidence that Joe Biden could defeat Donald Trump and I have even less confidence that he could change those underlying structural factors. I mean, I think about, First of all, I think one thing that the campaign needs to press relentlessly is that Joe Biden is Hillary Clinton 2.0. Mm, Same type of right, candidate. Right. She's just as ele- he's just as electable as Hillary and Al Gore and John Kerry. Right? right How did right. that work out for us? Right. And on the one hand, look, you're right. Joe is a more sort of natural politician than Hillary. People do like him. He has yeah. this humanity from the the grief that he suffered and the life that he's lived. On the other hand, Hillary was had much more on the ball, was much more capable at that point, And Trump was much weaker. He is a right. much stronger right. candidate this time. So even if you say, oh, Joe is marginally better than Hillary because people just have more of a natural affinity to him. That may be true. But we have to do much better than that because Trump is still able to run as an outsider but has the full power of the federal government and a real campaign and a real apparatus and the entire of the Republican Party behind I me. Mean, remember, last time around, when the Access Hollywood tape came out, Mike Pence thought about dropping out for the tick. There was a lot of discomfort in the Republican Party with Donald Trump at that point that doesn't exist anymore. They're all in for him now. That has completely right. consolidated and happened. So that's another thing to keep in mind, is just how much more formidable he is going to be. So yes, in terms of Biden and, and talking about what is a very uncomfortable issue, I think it's incumbent on journalists. I think it's incumbent on you know all of us lovely, toxic Bernie bros out there to be raising what is a legitimate, substantive issue about the future of our nation. And just how much we are reliant on a man who is clearly not at his peak let's just say
0: people listening to this some of them right now are going mike crystal don't don't um we, we got to have unity here uh, don't don't um don't be saying these things cuz uh, you know uh, trump's going to use it uh, in the general election if biden is the candidate and i'm like okay listen uh, Trump's already got the whole script written oh, on how he's going to go after Joe
1: absolutely. Biden. Absolutely, and it's much nastier than anything any of us would ever say. Yeah, because we're not
0: nasty about it. You know, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I will say, I, I love Joe Biden as a human being, and um, and I think he's done some incredible things and all that. But oh my God, please, I don't, I want to like get on the tallest building or the mountain or whatever and scream out, "People, people, you're setting this up again." Setting this up again for a, for a loss to Donald Trump and everything you just said is true. He's much stronger, the base his base. He hasn't lost a single one of them. You know, it's probably he's probably gained. Yeah, um, yeah. He, he's better at it. I used to say he's like the best performance artist I've ever seen, but he's he's even better at that. Yeah, I mean, really, I'm surprised a network hasn't already signed him just to <laughs> do the show from once a week from the White House or something, (laughs) because it's clear that's what he likes. He likes the audience, he goes out and he has his rallies. And he's gonna be going up against somebody who voted for NAFTA, which if you don't know what that means, um, I'll tell you, if you're from Michigan or Wisconsin or Pennsylvania, this cost us tens, if not hundreds of thousands of jobs, hundreds of thousands- For sure. Of jobs. uh, This trade deal uh, that Bill Clinton gave us and that Joe Biden pushed in the Senate and voted for it,
1: and still supports, by the way,
0: and still supports it. Yes. Um, so there are so many other reasons to be deeply concerned about this. But, um, but I also want to talk about the, the positive things that people should be thinking about here with Bernie. And I mean, what do you think if you were if you were running Bernie's campaign this yeah. week? Yeah. What would you be saying and doing? What would you be suggesting to him? To do? what is it that Maybe you and I have seen up close yeah. with Sanders that the public hasn't seen. Um, that if they if they truly knew him, because I know you know Larry David plays the caricature of him on Saturday Night Live, and you know he's the, you know the <clears throat> the grumpy old man, um, you know, um, shouting, uh, you know, he's got his napkin tucked in right. because right. <laughs> soup soup <laughs> drooling and all this. But the truth is, you know. Um, you know I, I challenged Bernie to a foot race a couple of weeks ago I mean, I'm just saying I mean, not, I'm, not, not that I'm the one you'd want to put your money on but I'm just saying uh, uh, we didn't go through with it because he felt bad for me because I was gonna lose in such an awful way
1: but just shows his kindness
0: you no know, he's so kind and he's so funny and he's so humble it's very hard to get him to talk about himself it is uh, because he doesn't want to do that typical politician thing and tooting the horn and all that and
1: Well, can I tell you? Yeah, go. I actually don't. I I think in the media there, they don't like, like Hillary says, nobody likes him, right? In, you know, elite Washington, in elite media, New York Times is out with another stupid red baiting story. Like they don't like him or understand him or understand his appeal. I actually don't think that's the problem for him at all among the electorate. I mean, you look at the numbers. People like him. He's routinely rated most favorable among the Democratic candidates. They trust him. They like him best on the issues. Healthcare and climate are the number one, number two issues for Democratic voters. They prefer Bernie Sanders. They trust him more on the issues. The problem is that. For so many people, first of all, they've been propagandized to believe that Donald Trump is the end-all be-all of all of the problems in this. And if we can just get rid of Donald Trump, that is the only thing we should care about. And so whether it's Michael Bloomberg or Joe Biden or Bernie Sanders, whoever you tell us is the person to beat Donald Trump, that is who we're going to be with, which is why you saw so much instant consolidation around Joe Biden, because everybody laid their hands on and said, we got it. This is the guy. So you have to acknowledge that's the reality, right? The electability concerns for everybody over the age of 30 to 40 is the number one, two, three, four, five issue. That's so right. That's, that's, right. Re- that's reality, right. right? And we can wish it was otherwise. It's not otherwise. That's reality. So we have to learn from that. The Bernie team had a theory of the case coming in, and it's a beautiful theory of the case, that you could gin up youth turnout enough And bring in more working class people enough to overcome the more resistant parts of the Democratic electorate to him. So the suburban voters who are kind of uncomfortable with him or um, the older voters who are uncomfortable with him. It hasn't panned out. Right. That theory of the case for I think a variety of reasons, including justified cynicism from a generation that has been screwed over by this system so many times they have trouble believing that anyone is gonna make it better. Right. That, is, that is reality. However, on a hopeful note, those elements of the party that we thought would be so resistant to Bernie Sanders, they're actually not. They're actually open to them because they would vote for anyone even if they don't necessarily care about Medicare for All, or Green New Deal or whatever, they will vote for anyone who can beat Donald Trump. So here's the thing. And this is where I think Bernie is so nice. He doesn't necessarily want to play hardball in this way. But the reality is, putting aside Joe Biden's memory lapses and those issues, putting aside the trade issues, putting aside his environmental issues, all of that stuff, putting all of that aside, there is a major issue on electability for Joe Biden, which is that young people are not going to show up to vote for him. They are with Bernie Sanders, not because of Bernie, but because they are voting <clears throat> on right. Medicare for All right. and a Green New Deal. It actually would probably be one Green New Deal two Medicare for All. You need These are the people who are the infrequent voters and they are not gonna turn out for you, Joe Biden and the Democratic establishment, and you can't take them for granted. Bernie and his team need to make it clear that this base that you're relying on, that you're just assuming that you're, in fact, sticking your middle finger in the face of right now and saying, no, it's not your turn. We are all going to do whatever we can to stop the candidate that you have lined up behind. They're not going to show up. So, yeah, Biden has all the normal voters who always turn out. They're going to show up for mm-hmm. whoever. Mm-hmm. But the infrequent voters, the people that you actually need to be energized, enthused to come out and vote, those people are not right. going to be there for Joe Biden. Now, that's kind of playing hardball because, honestly, it's kind of like a nice party you got there. Shame if something happens to it. Kind of a case, right? Yeah.
0: And that's not a threat for me. I mean, I'm going to – I'll tell them they need to vote. They need to vote on November 3rd. Sure. I'm going to vote. I'm going to vote for whoever but people the, have the, free the will is on the ballot. You're voting for the Democrat. That's it. We've got to remove Trump. It, it, you you can't say this is an existential threat and then you don't exist on November third. Right, you don't show up. But I. But, but people I, have
1: free will nope, and you have to run their vote.
0: Exact. Believe me, no matter how many times I'll say, "Hey, everybody, vote." That isn't going to guarantee. I'm telling you right now. I've, I've been across the country with Bernie. I've, I've been at the rallies. I've, I've seen him with especially younger people and with la, la, uh, Latino and Latinas. That that he people are not going to show up i don't want to say about that um other than I'll, I'll ask them and encourage them to show up but um i think this you're, what you're bringing up is something nobody wants to talk about but it needs to be talked about now <clears throat> i'm not saying that's a reason you should vote for bernie i'm just saying that the biden people and the dnc should not count on just an automatic oh okay you know here's what's going to happen no that's not what's going to happen and and i i saw it in flint detroit i saw it in philly and milwaukee right the three states that trump won by um it wasn't because lunch bucket joe uh went and voted for trump in these states trump only won michigan by two votes per precinct that's it right so he won because because the african-american community was so insulted on so many levels by the clinton campaign mm. um by the history of bill clinton you know the 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 way the media has tried to always portray clinton and hillary as being beloved by black americans it's just not the case and so in flint i know the statistic very well there were approximately 8000 african americans who chose not to vote that day there were there were between 80 and 90000 michigan voters who actually went to vote Voted for every office on the ballot, and left the top box blank, yep, because they would not vote for Hillary, yep, and, or Trump, and wow, that's a lot of people to show up. Nobody organized that. There was no movement to hey, let's all go vote, but not vote for, let's leave the box blank for Hillary. Um, that's ju- it. Just happened because people are so angry, and and they realize that the Clintons and the Democrats haven't haven't done jack for them basically. And so, once people get to that point where they check out, right. They came back in the off-year election in Michigan because we had ballot proposals to outlaw gerrymandering, to legalize marijuana. You you let people make make law, they'll come and vote. Right. But try to encourage them to, to come out and vote for and I, this is I feel like I'm in a deja vu experience here because Hillary had the same thing where she, you know, she wins um, uh, South Carolina in 16 wins all the southern states. The analysis is yes, because they're heavily uh, 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 black voters are in these states, and thus been, and African Americans love the Clintons, and therefore that's what happened. But you know I hear this from people in Michigan in Detroit and Flint, Black Americans hate being homogenized right into one pot and they're all just all the same. The South Carolina voter is the same as the the South Side Chicago voter,
1: or the California voter, or Or the the California voter voter is the
0: same as the Newark voter. It's not true. Right. And and if you're black and you have to listen to the media constantly, you know, make you into just a monolith where you're all the the same vote. It's insulting. It's pandering, and um, and then they and then after the day after the election in sixteen, they're all shocked that. Wow, look at the turnout in Philly and Detroit. and You know, yep. people, people stayed home or they came and voted, but they wouldn't vote for the president.
1: Well, and, and I don't know if you remember, the New York Times interviewed some of the black men who stayed home in Milwaukee and were like, now that you see the reality of Trump, do you wish you would have
0: voted? And they're like,
1: no, no. Nope. Because they still saw that Hillary wasn't going to do anything for their lives. After Joe three Biden- year,
0: but after three years of Trump, that's a hardcore commitment. Yeah. Now, people may not like hearing that or they may get up on their high horse and go, well, they should vote. They should vote for the Democrat. Well, you know, thank you, white people, for your.
1: Yeah. Thank you for your input. Your wagging, (laughs) your
0: wagging finger.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is no one owes you their vote. You have to earn it. Right. You have to earn it. No one in this country owes Donald Trump or Joe Biden or Bernie Sanders or Hillary Clinton or anyone else, their vote, you have to earn it. And with Joe Biden, you've got a guy who, you know, comes to New York and sits in rooms with wealthy donors and tells, uh, tells them that nothing will fundamentally change if I'm president. That's what we're talking about. Who's who's going to get <clears> off? <throat> right. You know, now,
0: I know. Listen, this is driving me crazy because 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 of what I think is going to happen if, if Biden is the candidate that we're going to have a, a repeat of what happened to Hillary and and we're going to have four more years of Trump, and that means Trump gets at least two more Supreme Court uh, seats. Yeah, he will have stacked the court with at least four, maybe five, uh, by the time he's done. This is this is insanity. Th- that's why all of us all of us are have to be committed to stopping Trump by any means necessary, even if that means voting for Joe Biden. So it's there's no question about that. Stopping Trump, but. I'm afraid that we're going to lose our best chance to do that if right. Bernie isn't on the ballot. But people are listening to this Crystal and they're saying, "Mike, Crystal, I don't actually think Bernie is the best. I don't think uh, people aren't going to vote for her. You know, Trump's going to call him a communist the whole time and people are going to get it'll just he'll say it enough it'll become the truth and that'll be the end of that. And they don't listening to this right now. They don't actually think Bernie is the best way to get at Biden. I think there's probably a lot of people going, you know, maybe neither of them are, but it's too late now so that's our choice if that's our choice what can i say to people what can you say to people to tell them you know that they am um, in michigan at least on tuesday they need to give some real consideration here to bernie sanders because that's our way to crush trump
1: yeah i think there's a uh, depending on the person i think there's a, a pretty compelling case number one we tried the centrist model last time, and we lost. We were told all of this last time around that Hillary Clinton was the electable person and we all had to suck it up and get behind her in the primary if we wanted to win. We were told she was electable because she was a centrist. That was clearly wrong. So let's start there. Number two, you need the young people. There's no energy or enthusiasm behind the Biden campaign. There's not. The people that you most need to turn out and vote are thrilled, excited, through the roof, organizing, volunteering, donating for Bernie Sanders because of his stances on the issues. And they're not going to turn out for just anyone. Number three, trade. I mean, what did Hillary get beat over the head with? Justifiably so throughout the industrial Midwest. Trade. Biden is arguably worse on the issue than she is stood by, helped pass NAFTA, still stands by NAFTA, was integral in the TPP trade deal that Hillary at least walked away from and seemed very disingenuous. People didn't really buy it. Joe still stands by that. He helped uh, open up trade relations with China, which also had a devastating impact on that region. Trump will hammer that home every single day. And here's the other thing, another uncomfortable thing that Democrats don't want to talk about, but the reality is that, yes, while it was far worse what Donald Trump was doing in Ukraine, it's not a great look for your son to be sitting on a Ukrainian energy board making $50,000 a year.
0: Oh, you said it. And while, while Democrats uh-oh. don't want
1: no, to say that, Donald rock, Trump is going to say that. And that trust back. me, so much more. He's already saying it.
0: Yeah. And, and, you know, and and people listening to this right now, people, people are going to vote for whoever the Democrat is are like oh god don't bring this up please because everybody knows it's wrong deep down you know we we wanted to get the impeachment through so we were all willing to turn our heads away from this but, and it's not about whether hunter biden broke the law or whatever i don't, I don't think he broke the law no i don't,
1: I don't think, think he broke the law that's,
0: that's not the point the, the, point,
1: the point, point is actually that it is so common
0: yes that's, that's the, the point.
1: point is that everybody does it that's the
0: problem and that's it, for whatever reason hunter becomes the poster boy of why the system the system is corrupt that's right the system benefits uh in this case both not only he getting that position uh, on that Ukrainian board, that he had no history or qualifications or anything for it to do, but that that dad also takes him on Air Force Two to China,
1: right? And gets a
0: and gets another deal. Yep, for Hunter
1: sits on the Amtrak board because he, quote, rides the trains. That was the justification for why Hunter was on the board, was a lobbyist for MBNA, the big credit card issuer from Delaware, that Joe Biden used to be called the senator from MBNA because he was so cozy with. I mean, look, and that's just the, look, that's the stuff that I actually think is even legitimate to talk about. Then there's all the things that I'm not even going to say that I believe are illegitimate to use against Joe Biden. But Hunter's had his struggles and you think Donald Trump isn't going to bring that stuff up? I've right. got another thing coming for you.
0: Yeah, no, I, and in some ways, then I feel, I feel sorry for Hunter because it's, uh, his, his private life is his private life. And, but, of Trump, course, Trump doesn't care about that. Of course not. Trump is a vicious, evil person. And I'm not, and I don't think we should, nobody should run away from Trump because, oh, he's going to attack me or he's going to attack him or her. No, you got to, you got to face him square on. But, um, um, damn. We, uh, I just feel like now I'm one, I'm, I'm that cartoon character that's trying to hold back the wall, the avalanche, the uh, <laughs> the, 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 the finger in the dam yeah. so that the water doesn't burst through Yeah, because I don't know what else to do at this point to try. And this is, and I just feel like um, I'm so tired of this too through all my years of my films and everything of trying to warn people. Here's what's coming around the corner, folks. And, you know, um, I don't ever seem to succeed in people believing that this shit's going to hit the fan here. Yeah. And uh, if we don't act, if we don't wake up, if we don't rise up. And so I'm in my own despair about that because I, I um, don't know what to say now at this point uh, other than I'm counting on the people I know. I mean, Bernie won Michigan four years ago
1: right and he was down in the polls coming in
0: well that morning the the cbs station in detroit um said that bernie was uh hillary was going to win that day this is the day of the election the primary election in michigan in 16 hillary was going to win by like 21 points and then that night she lost by a point or two to bernie even he believed it he left the state. He really? gone, he'd gone to Florida.
1: He thought it was over.
0: Well, there's that famous thing with CNN or whatever. They actually woke him up at his motel or hotel in Florida, <laughs> and he comes out. He's not. He's not quite. He's not quite in his pajamas,
1: <laughs> but he certainly looks
0: like you know he had gone down for the night. <laughs> so he comes out. And they tell him that he's won. Good. Oh, uh, good. 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 <laughs> you know, <it's> like. <laughs> Um, I so, forgot about that. Yeah. So it. it
1: uh, well, and let's say let's be clear too. like Michigan. So the two in, in terms of delegates, the two biggest states that are coming up on Tuesday are Michigan and Washington. Those right. are two states that could be good for Bernie Sanders. North Dakota and um, Idaho are smaller delegate wise. Those are also places where he could do well. Um, he's done well, very well, you know, sort of west of the Mississippi at this point. Mississippi, obviously, I don't think is going to go our way, and hopefully we can hold down the margin as much as possible. But to be hopeful, let's be hopeful here, delegate count more or less even, okay? You've got a one-on-one race between a guy who – clearly knows where he stands, everyone knows where he stands, is fighting for the people, is fighting for healthcare for all, is fighting for a livable planet through the Green New Deal, $15 minimum wage, restoring unions, all those things that people know about Bernie Sanders and like him and trust him. Versus a guy who's who's had trouble articulating himself at all, let alone a vision for the country. Like that that's a favorable matchup for us, especially even on electability, even with the people who just say, I want the electable guy. Now we have to survive this week because then we get a debate, right? Then we get to see that head-to-head comparison. And I think looking at the polling that there's a good chance that we come out of this week still in the ball game, right? And then you keep going and you keep going. Look, I've been advocating for something else that I think, you know, is also a little controversial, but then I have no idea whether the team is open to this whether Elizabeth Warren is open to this whatever but I really do believe and I've been critical of Elizabeth Warren more critical of her than you've been but I really believe the time is now to unify her supporters with the Sanders movement and actually not just seek her endorsement but actually put her on the ticket as the VP Mm -hmm. choice yeah um because look The reality is, again, the youth turnout isn't what it needs to be. It's just not, we can't rely on that. So you have to look for another coalition to build. And Elizabeth Warren is someone that the suburban voter really liked, was very comfortable with, right? She had a real pull there. Her coalition was very different than Bernie's coalition, ultimately. So she could create a comfort level there. And she could also do something that, you know, unfortunately we've seen how unbelievably freaking powerful cable news is, which is like the most despairing thing I can think of. But you put Elizabeth Warren on the ticket and that creates a news cycle for you. The same kind of news cycle that Joe Biden had when all the centrists dropped, jumped in behind him. You can get your own news cycle where there's maybe a, enough of a shift to start to turn the tides. Um, look, I don't think if, if you weren't in a sort of back against the wall situation, she's not who I would pick for VP. I think she has some electoral liabilities for the fall, although I think she would be a very good vice president and she's a very capable person i also think happen to think she's great like on the attack i think she could go after joe biden in a much more aggressive way than bernie sanders she
0: destroyed bloomberg
1: ever would or could yeah so that's a good thing to have on the ticket too but you know i think that you need bernie needs some friends He needs some validators right now. He needs some sort of normie validators who can make suburban voters take another look and say, this is the guy that I can be comfortable with and who will defeat Trump. Warren could potentially serve in that role.
0: How about Dick Van Dyke? (laughs)
1: That's a good one, too. I I like that one, too. (laughs)
0: Normie. I'm like, there's Dick Van Dyke on the stage last week with Public Enemy endorsing Bernie. <laughs> that was
1: unbelievable. Um, Wait, were you there for that?
0: No, no, I wasn't. I wasn't uh, there for that. I, it, that was uh, an
1: incredible scene.
0: Yeah, were you there? <laughs> no, uh, I watched no, it though. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, but, but you know, but here's the thing: all the polls have shown in the past months that a number of these candidates would defeat Trump head to head. Yeah, uh, Elizabeth would defeat Trump head to head. Mayor Pete, uh, Maybe. Biden well the polls the yeah. polls have said that I, yeah and they I, show Bernie most of the polls show Bernie beat him best
1: yeah but uh, but, but they also show Biden beating him and yes, I'm very skeptical of that
0: well that's only because that people are they're thinking of the old old you know previous Biden or a version right. of Biden that does not exist right now and that's why they've kept him off TV right that's why you don't see him doing in interviews
1: candidate protection program well
0: this you and I we're recording this here on uh, this is uh, uh, Saturday you know it's, this is probably going to uh, be posted tomorrow on Sunday, but um, but he since he's won Super Tuesday, have you seen him on a single show?
1: I saw him on the Today Show.
0: He did. He went on the Today Show the next morning. Yep, that's it. I think that's it. <laughs> no, but that's it.
1: Have you? I don't even think he's doing any events. I mean, has he has even gone on no. any of these days. Is no, he doing there's anything? No, there's no
0: big. They can't call him ra- rallies because I mean, I was out on the road, and the, and then the, you never saw. You didn't see Biden. You didn't see Biden volunteers. You didn't see Biden anything. There's no there there. Right. There's, it's a real phantom campaign. Um, and and he's done, I think, as well as he's done because he was President Obama's vice president. And yeah. that's gone a very long way for him.
1: And that free media, turns out, is everything.
0: So I don't know what, I mean, but if that's the, see, my point is, is that if the polls are correct, that just about any Democrat would beat Trump. Yeah. You know, there was that poll a couple months ago where they, uh, it was Trump versus the Roomba. The
1: the (laughs) robot, little vacuum on the
0: floor, and the Roomba won. So I, so if that's the case, though, then people on Tuesday and whatever, whenever your primary is going to be, should be voting. They should be voting from their real heart. Who do you really want? Right. Don't be, don't be voting out of fear and anxiety and stress. Trump, and and it's hard for me to say just to get rid of that because none of us can get rid of it. Yeah, but what do you say to people? Like, look, just, just, what's the world you want to live in? What's the America you want to live in? Right. Who best represents that? That's on the ballot.
1: Well, and not only that. Again, when we've picked the electability candidate, we've lost. The only candidate where we said, you know what? To hell with electability. We're going with the guy that we really like was Barack Obama, right. who ended up being, you know, two term right. president. Right. Every time we've gone with, the oh, John Kerry's the safe choice, right? Al Gore's the safe choice. Hillary's the safe choice. Joe Biden's the safe choice. There's been nothing safe about those choices except they safely lost, right? I mean, we can talk about Al Gore. But these were not people who ended up being, in fact, the best choice for the Democratic Party. So we should be very leery and wary and skeptical of what— James Carville and Joe Scarborough and these other people who claim to be you know election experts but have gotten every single thing wrong for the past 10 years are telling us.
0: right Yes, well especially Carville Whoa. Well, what yeah. what is that? What is that?
1: I don't know And you know it's weird because actually the the first Clinton campaign it's not how we governed, but the first Clinton campaign was a populist. Campaign. It was an economic populist campaign. I mean, Carvel's whole thing is about the economy, stupid. Mm -hmm. Well, that's Bernie Sanders. I mean, it was
0: a response to 12 years of Reagan and Bush.
1: That's right. That's right. So I don't know. I mean, look, and a lot of, I don't want to be too disparaging, but for a lot of these people too, this is not just about you know, where people are on the issues or who's going to defeat Donald Trump. It's also about their own livelihoods. It's also about a power structure of which they are a part and which they benefit from. And they know, look, all these donors know. What do they love? First of all, they love access to lawmakers to get their this or that loophole, etc. But a lot of these donors, all they want is the stroking of they'll pick up my phone call and they'll listen to my stupid idea and they'll invite me to the Christmas party and I'll get a photo with them I can put on my desk Bernie Sanders, you aren't going to get any of that. And they know that. They're not going to get any access. They're not going to get any stroking or petting to tell them how special and and important and smart they are and how they're really worthy of their position in the meritocracy. They're not going to get any of that. And that's why they hate him. It's not really about Medicare for All or Green New Deal or socialism or any of that. It's that they lose their place in the access power structure, and they can't stand that.
0: And so, so many of these uh, politicians who are Democrats this week uh, uh, jumped on board the Biden ship Mm -hmm. without really, I think, really thinking about or or at least waiting to see how he'd do in a real debate against a one-on-one candidate.
1: Well, it was their very last moment to stop Bernie Sanders. If it didn't happen right now. Bernie would be marching to the nomination. I mean, Super Tuesday would have gone. It was the last possible moment. There's a lot of reporting that Obama was making phone calls. I'm sure plenty of promises were made about this or that that you'll get in the administration. And there was a lot of pressure, I'm sure, from donors. And this is the endemic corruption of money in politics. When the donors called and said, we're cutting you off and we need you to get in line so we can beat the threat of Bernie Sanders. They all they all lined up we ready to do it. I,
0: mean, I want to believe that Obama made no phone calls. Okay. All right. I mean, did you, you saw mean There
1: was reporting that he did, but we'll just, we'll just okay, imagine but it that he did. was also
0: in the news this week that his daughter, Malia, <laughs> uh, wrote a check for $270 to Bernie Sanders.
1: All right. I, I'm so, down with that. You know. <laughs> we need to get Malia making some phone
0: calls on our yeah, behalf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I also believe that their parents, those two girls, their parents uh, listen to their kids. Um, I think they're pretty smart uh, in that way. Uh, that, yeah, they know that young people are they lose young people with Bernie. They, if they lose young people who are if they don't show up and vote. It's uh, in November. It's uh, it's doom city here.
1: I, I don't I, I wish I had your optimism about that, because I was one of those young voters who, you know, helped elect Barack Obama the first time and really believed in that promise of change. But you know, most of what you see him is him out there, like castigating people for young people for being too woke or whatever online. It's just and, as he got older. Yeah, I, this is what
0: happens. People get older and the, they get all grumpy and like yeah, that. You know, get off it's my like, lawn. You know, yeah. yeah.
1: So it's, it's
0: sad to see because Obama's younger than me, so I don't like to hear <laughs> people that they're. I mean, he's still just in his fifties, right? I mean, he's it
1: like, really uh, is something though to see. I mean, the generational issue here is real. Like. If you're a person under, you know, 30 or even 40, your life has been shaped by the disastrous Iraq war. Your life has been... Your life trajectory has been massively altered still by the financial collapse and the fact that most of the jobs that have been created out of that. Sure, unemployment is low, but it's all these low wage jobs like you can't buy a house. You're loaded down with student debt if you went to if you could even go to college in the first place, which most young people, let's be clear, cannot. So. Yeah, you're looking at Donald Trump and you don't like him, but you're also saying we got to do more than just get rid of him. And this is our this is this is our platform and this is our guy and this is what we're organized behind and you basically had an entire generation come in and say, "No. We're all lining up against you. We are against everything you stand mm-hmm. for and we will do whatever it takes to stop all of that in its tracks." It's tremendously, here's my greatest fear that we cannot afford or allow, is it is not an option to disengage from electoral politics. Not an option. Not now. No, no. And my my terror is that for a lot of young people who really have these young climate organizers, the Sunrise Movement, you know, these young yeah. kids around there, they're, it's so demoralizing to see yeah. a, the older generations all come together to stop all of that in its
0: tracks. Right. So we only have a few minutes left. You you have an open mic here. You are talking to the people of Michigan, in the state of Washington, North Dakota, Idaho. Um, uh, what do you what do you say to them? They've got it's, we're less than maybe a little over maybe forty eight hours. I don't know away from the polls opening uh, on Tuesday. Uh, what 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 do you say? What's your what's your last pitch to people in these states, especially my state in Michigan? Yeah.
1: Bernie Sanders beats Trump. He is the candidate to defeat Trump because the young people are behind him. He's right on the issues. He's right in particular on trade. And Joe Biden has been a disaster for the country on trade. That's the pitch.
0: And what's your pitch to the African-Americans in these states?
1: Well, look, everyone's worried about, I mean, look, these are We're all human beings, right? Yeah. I mean, this is an issue uh, also of economic interests. It's an issue of Bernie Sanders has also been standing with the civil rights movement when Joe Biden, frankly, was not. He has he is the person who has the longest track record of standing with the African-American community in every way from civil rights to fighting for everyone's economic interests and right to health care and right to a clean and livable planet um economic justice, social justice, environmental justice, these issues are all connected in all of a piece.
0: Bernie was the only candidate standing on that stage that had actually been arrested at civil rights That's demonstrations right. in the sixties. He
1: walked the walk.
0: Speaking of walking, he's the only candidate that actually marched with Martin Luther King. He was there on that day in nineteen sixty three at the at the on the steps of the, the Lincoln Memorial That's right. for for King's March on Washington. This is who he's been his whole life. Right. Um, It's, it, um, I don't want people to hear the despair uh, in me because the other side of me is full of fight and full of the belief that this campaign, this election season has changed every week. Right. We're only four or five weeks ago and, and it was Mayor Pete. Right. Was the one who was going right. to bring down Trump? Oh,
1: that was always ridiculous. But <laughs>
0: okay, but no, but, but yeah,
1: but I know that's what everyone thought.
0: <clears throat> he got the most delegates in Iowa, even sure. though he didn't win the popular vote. Sure, Um He 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 did. He tied Bernie in delegates uh, in um, uh, New Hampshire. Right. So people, you know, the, the people who were trying to stop Bernie were all like, Mayor Pete, Mayor Pete. And then when that wasn't going to happen, in Nevada, kind of blew that away. Yeah. Then, then it was okay. Well, Bloomberg's in this. We can, let's all get behind Bloomberg. That's right. Because Bloomberg can beat Trump. He's got the money. He can beat Trump. Right. Super Tuesday blew that away. And Elizabeth Warren. Well, Elizabeth Warren's debate. Yeah, she she really took <laughs> she care really of ended him. him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd like that just on a continuous loop. You know, <laughs> should be should be a ringtone or something. The way she brought him down. But but um, and and then and then Biden wins South Carolina, and then Biden Biden's the one. Right. And it's like. It switches each week and it can switch again this week.
1: Absolutely. The people
0: going to the polls this week and say, Wait a minute. Other than New Hampshire, nobody in the north has voted. Nobody has listened to the people who live in the large urban areas of of Chicago and Detroit and Right Philadelphia and Newark and and um not so fast. And, I, and at least maybe just wait until the debate.
1: Right. Well, I uh, saw some polls uh, out of Missouri is another state that's coming up that we haven't been talking about, which I honestly, I was worried. I thought, oh, this poll coming out of Missouri is going to be a blowout. It was close. Four-point game in Missouri Mm. after Mm. Bloomberg and Warner out. Head-to-head, four-point game. And that's a state with, you know, a lot of white working class, a lot of rural folks, a lot, and also urban population. So it's a good representation. That gave me some hope, and I think you're absolutely right. If something can switch so quickly, it can switch back very quickly. When people remember why Joe Biden was so weak that they weren't behind him in the first place. I mean, let's remember, this a sitting vice president, this should have been a cakewalk for him, the whole thing. There's a reason why people were so nervous and they're going to be reminded of that in the coming days. That's right. But even zooming out, like zooming out from the election and where we are in this fight, Think of how far we have come in terms of, look, I didn't think I was allowed to be for single-payer Medicare for all health care just like 10 years ago. I didn't even think that was on the menu, right? right. I was like are. fighting for a public option, thought that would be Dan. Now we're actually allowed to fight for that and believe yeah. in that. And, and it's a mainstream <clears throat> position within the country and the Democratic yeah, Party. So
0: all the exit polls showed on Super Tuesday that the majority of Americans support Medicare for yes. all, uh, support a, ri- a raise in the minimum wage, uh uh, support i mean bernie and elizabeth have succeeded in convincing certainly the majority of democrats but also on a lot of these issues the majority of americans uh that their way is the best way yeah so this is a this is a victory already but but we have to have our person in the white house four more years of trump is it going to get us any of this right we and we have to flip the senate right there's so much to do i don't know um
1: one piece at a time let's win michigan first
0: there you go. Then you we will we will do the next piece. We'll do our best here. Um, I'm counting on all of you, friends, family. I know who you are. Come on, let's do this. <laughs> and uh, he's, he's in Flint tonight for a town hall. He told me, he said that that um, when he's inaugurated, one of the first things he's going to do is send the Army Corps of Engineers to Flint, dig up all the pipes, not just the main ones that the, come from that plant, but all the pipes have to be dug up and replaced and people are still being poisoned in Flint. Mm. I'm so happy that he's, he's going there this weekend and uh, talking to it's
1: people. It's unconscionable that, that that hasn't been done yet. Isn't
0: Unco- that something Unconscionable. Unconscionable, and, and he will do that. He will do that that first week. Um, uh, he will send in the resources of the U.S. government to stop this, um, this poisoning, what I've called an ethnic cleansing. Yeah. You know, I'm, you know when, once the governor knew The Republican governor did nothing about it and then tried to cover it up. He and his people. That's it. Anyways, sorry to get off on that. Thank you uh, for coming by. Um, You're going to a book signing. I am right now. So tell people just quickly about your book.
1: Populist Guide to Twenty Twenty. The
0: Populist Guide to Twenty Twenty. Yes. I like guides. (laughs) They help me.
1: It's nice and it's short and sweet. It's kind of a um it's an anthology of what we talk about on our show, Rising. It's written by myself, my co host, Sagar and Jetty. Um, and it's look, no one accounted for this like populist undercurrent that is moving politics on both the left and the right. If you don't understand that, you don't understand what's going on in the country right now. Yeah. So most well, of the media hasn't done the work to try to understand that. So we lay it out in terms of, you know, the the media bias and how that influences things. Um, theories of change, what could actually work to move us forward as a country drawing on some of Bernie's time as mayor of, of Burlington and what he was able to achieve there. So I think people will like it if they check it out. Go to Amazon or Barnes and Noble or wherever you shop. Populist
0: Guide to 2020. You got it. And, uh, and everybody, please. Uh, Every morning, uh, Crystal and Sarah are, are doing this uh, show on, on The Hill TV. Was it The Hill TV? Yeah,
1: The best place to find it is YouTube. So if <clears throat> you go, go to, to YouTube, YouTube, look for The Hill, Rising, Sub. Rising's smash, the name of the smash show. Smash subscribe.
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <All> Rising's <laughs> the things. show. Um, you can get um, a wonderful take on the news and what's going on uh, every morning, uh, Monday through Friday, uh, by watching this. Thank so, you, Michael. Thank you. Thank you for doing that every day. Uh, Thank you for coming in. And thanks to all of you who've been listening. Uh, Don't forget to subscribe to Rumble. It's free. Um, um, And send me your comments. uh, Leave a voicemail. Um, I love love hearing from you. This is a critical week, my friends. This is a critical week. um, Boy, it felt like I said that last week, but this is even deep breath. Get to work, everybody. Thank you.